Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. After the uh, Italy win in the Euro Cup yesterday, the first thought I had was of a gentleman that we haven't spoken to in a very long time. He used to join us on the air when the Leafs were making a run. No. Yeah, remember he'd join us on the air when the Leafs you were making a run? I, I I looked through my phone. I found his number, and he took my call on the line with us this morning. Once again, first time we've talked to him in a very long time. Bruno, good morning. Hey, boy, so what's going on? <laughs> it has been a very long time, Bruno. Are you okay? I'm okay. I think you guys will forget about me. Well, we didn't have a whole lot of reason to call you because, you know, what happened with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs this year. Had they yeah, gone I know, far? I, I don't want to even talk about it. Those are guys are right now anyway. <laughs> no, no. We, we <laughs> They're have... already pissing me off a long time. <laughs> we only have one thing to talk about, and that is Italy and their win. After England, Bruno, got that first goal, you must have been shaking in your socks and sandals. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have no idea what it was to go on to me. I was watching the game in my backyard. I was a pace so much, so much bloody stress. I actually run into my flip-flop. I was to wear sandals like I always do. I run, I trip, and I fall. You believe me? If you well, hang on. trip, did, I fall. Did you look for a card when you tripped? Did, did you try and get a card when you tripped and fell, Bruno? Oh, uh, that's how I was screaming to the referee. I said, you see what it just happened? <laughs> You see the guy? He's just tripping me. I bet. I bet you rolled around like any soccer player on the ground. I'm sure a couple of times yeah. that way, but because of my wife, and now she feels sorry for me. Right. She's gonna take care of me. No, that's good. Yeah. How, how is Rosa? Is she doing well? Yeah, she's the same. She not change. Did they ever change? They not change. <laughs> All right. So so you go down. What what what's your explanation? Why was Italy not ready to, to play? Did they have a little too much pasta pregame? I what? think I don't know. Maybe they just got to catch off guard. Maybe I don't know. It was a quick goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's two minutes. Not even a two minutes to the game, and these guys to score right away. So I was a little bit nervous. But then they they turn around. They make a, they make the game a nice after. I think that they took a control after. You know, they certainly did. They uh, they had six shots on target to England's two. This in an hour and a half of playing plus extra time, uh, and then it went to the penalty shootout. And I think a lot of fans uh, uh, who were or not fans, a lot of people who were watching who maybe don't watch a lot of uh, football. To you, of course, Bruno aren't happy about it going to penalty kicks. I cannot stand this body part. Oh, so yeah? Like one bit. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to no team. That's too much pressure, you know. As somebody happy to win. Yeah. I'm happy we won, and don't get me wrong, but I like to see them play somebody score a goal, you know? You know what I would like to know is where does the coach of Italy buy those suits? He dresses well. That hey, guy, that guy's got to... nice. Hey, I think it's the best dressed guy the whole tournament. <laughs> he, those <laughs> are like... Bitch. You see that guy? <laughs> <laughs> those are I like don't five. even think they watch the game of some people. They just watch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, walk right. up yeah. and down, up and down. He's walking like he's a fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see... I'm going to that guy. Did you see Tom Cruise and uh, David Beckham hanging yes. together? Those were probably cheap seats. Yeah, that's the guy. Because it was a Mission Impossible, no? <laughs> For England to win, it was a Mission Impossible. They have to bring Tom Cruise. Maybe David Beckham over there, maybe he should have played too. Yeah, they could.
could have brought him out to right. help, perhaps. Yeah. All right, he was Bruno. A good player. Yeah. How's uh, how's your family? How are your kids? Man, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> they're still they're still they're still breaking the coyotes, you know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but no, they do good. They're very well. Everybody's so nice. So thank you very much. You know, you know one other thing I'm going to tell you guys. Right. Last time Italy, they won this trophy was 1968. It was a year after the Leafs won their last cup. Oh. So maybe next year the Maple Leaf they're going to return the favor and win us a bloody cup. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we, can, we can only hope. <laughs> Do, do your I prayers. I believe it is, guys. Say, now I'm going to change the soccer to hockey because these guys are driving me nuts. Say your prayers for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Bruno. Thank you I so much. I say my prayer all the time. I only like the blue team. Blue Italy, blue Leafs. <laughs> Sometimes I got the blue Coyones. <laughs> Everything is the blue to my world. That's it. All right, my friend. You're a good man. Thank you for taking the time for chatting with us this morning. We'll have you on again soon. It's been a long time, Bruno. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. We'll talk later. Cheers. There he is, Bruno uh, no. from Woodbridge. Loving his Italian soccer. I feel so bad for many who have to work with the general public, be it in a grocery store, driving a cab or an Uber, whatever it is. But to tell you, the, the toughest gig has got to be that of a flight attendant because not only are you dealing with the general public, you're serving them alcohol, you're uh, thousands and thousands of miles in the sky, and you're stuck with them for hours and hours on end. Right. And uh, so this one flight attendant is going viral on TikTok as he shares some of the dumber questions he was asked by people on his flights. What state are we flying over? Um, since we're going from Houston, Texas to Dallas, Texas, we're going to be flying over Texas. <laughs> hey, do you think you can make the plane a little less loud? Um, I'm sorry, I don't think that's going to be possible. You ever been in the Mile High Club? <laughs> no. Hey, can we get there faster? I have a connecting flight. I'm not the one flying the plane, but I'll definitely let the captain know. Is the Wendy's at the airport open? <laughs> I've never even been to this state before. Do you have to pay for the flights that you go on? Like, I get paid to be here. This is my job. <laughs> and it's it's really gotten bad, too, because supposedly with the airlines, like, the violence against flight attendants is way up these right. days for some reason, so... Yeah, well, you're you're in a very contentious environment because you're dealing with people who are at their height of relaxed mm -hmm. because they're going on vacation and could be pretty much lubed up mm -hmm. in terms of alcohol and at their most stressed, you know, people who are anxious about flying. Yeah, yeah. It is very strange. At 7.13, there are only two countries in the world that don't have a holiday celebrating their Independence Day or the day they became a nation. Okay. What are those two countries, do you think? You want to take a guess? Nope. The U.K. and Denmark. Oh, okay. Of course, the U.K. owned everything <laughs> for the longest time. <laughs> movie previews are called trailers because they were originally shown at the end of the movie. Oh. The name stuck even once they started showing them first. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because I'm sure nobody stuck around to watch them. Well, yeah, and it makes sense. It makes Because who stays till the end of the credits? I Every do. now and then there's a movie, like the, those little clips. Yeah, I wait for those. Like Ferris Bueller, yeah. you're still here? Yeah. Yeah, whoever started that. I know Burt Reynolds did it years ago with the Smokey and the Bandit movies and the Cannonball Run movies where as the credits rolled, they showed outtakes, which was so kind of new and different for the time. And uh, now you expect it a lot of the time. You know, you get disappointed if they don't throw a little nugget in there at the end. Right. 
find it interesting as we go back to kind of reopening uh, with l- more or less capacity limits on Friday, that movie theaters will be 50% capacity mm. while restaurants are wide open mm-hmm. as long as you're separated. Because now the way the seats are arranged in a movie theater, there's a lot of space between yeah, you to begin with. That is odd. Yeah, I didn't know that. So restaurants are going to be fully open. You can dine in and everything. Else They'll have Friday. to have separation of tables, right? But uh, but yeah, but not a capacity limit. Mm. Uh, whereas theaters will be fifty percent. Can I get back to my rub and tug? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> can I? Uh, did you ever stop As- asking for a friend? Well, she needs. She's got a family to support. Right. right now. Yes, I'm just there course. for her. Uh, Beck thought the song "Loser" was mediocre. Uh, mediocre. So he uh, didn't want to release it as a single. But his record label did anyway, and it went on to be his biggest hit by far. Made him. Yeah. That's happened with a lot of artists along the way. Vincent Van Gogh's famous painting, The Starry Night, is actually the view from the room of his asylum in France. Really? Yeah. It's a different twist on that. Uh-huh. The Great Depression seemed so dire in the U.S. that in 1931, the West African nation of Cameroon sent New York $3.77 in hunger relief. With inflation, that's about 67 bucks today. Cameroon was trying. Uh, hey, yep. at least they tried. They tried. One out of nine siblings have the same first initial, whereas with two random people they'd have a 1 in 14 chance of the first same initial. Okay. So like my boys, Daniel and David. Right. Many, many do that double uh-huh. thing. Well, only one out of nine, so not that many do it then. No, but one out of 14, uh, you'd have the uh, chance of having the same first initial. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of have a rule that if you have two children and you go with that, Daniel, David, or whatever, if you have a third, you can't do that. Then you just you gotta know, break the mold. Yeah, then you'd be kind of douchey. Isn't that leaving that kid out even more though? I don't know. It just sounds. I remember was it? You're um, just gonna flat out name a mistake. Was it? Was it Roger <laughs> Clemens who had the three kids all like Cody, Kate, and something? And I just thought that sounds odd. Right. Or you could do a foreman and just name them all George. Well, you could do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be a thing that's going away. The the junior. Like, had you ever considered one of your boys being Michael Luck Jr.? No. It's, no. Not a, it's not a thing as much as it once was. Right. Yeah, I think I think you'll see family names, but usually it's in the in a middle name here right. or there. Yeah. More, it's, uh, more popular than that, I think, is that using a, a family last name as a first name. Mm. Right? Like, if, if, if your family name was, uh, I don't know, like, like Williams, then you'd name your son William. Right. right, right. Or you could take even, say, your wife's last name if she took... That's what I mean. Sorry, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you'd take her last name as the first name. Uh-huh. Huh. Gallardi <laughs> Ven. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, doesn't work. No. Ven Gallardi. Who knows? Uh, chocolate milk was invented in Jamaica in the 1400s. Yeah, more brown cows there. <laughs> Really? Everything good in Jamaica. Everything that comes out of Jamaica is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But mom, this, this milk is brown. No, it's fine. <laughs> so maybe you got something that's worth a lot of money. You should get it uh, appraised because, you know, we had that story of the Bowie painting and how much it went for when it was found in a, in a dumpster, basically, and then sold at a, a Goodwill store for four bucks. Ended up going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now you got this Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64. 
It's the most expensive game ever sold. It just went for $1.56 million at auction. Now, it went, it was unopened, yeah. right? But it had, it's not like just some regular game. Like, there, there was only a few of them. Yeah, this one had less than five copies that are known to exist. And so the seal meant that it was also in excellent condition. Same with an unopened 86 Legend of Zelda game. That was the previous record. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, you know, I think I have a Nintendo 64 still lying around at the cottage. <laughs> Pretty sure everything's been opened and well used. So is that the one with the, the gray cartridges and it's the white console? The power on left and right is the blue buttons? Is that the 64? Uh, I, I know we've I got a Nintendo. it might have been, yeah. It, it had the weird kind of wing-shaped controller. I think that was oh, the Nintendo maybe, 64. Yeah, maybe that's the one yeah. we have. I've also got an old Pong. What do you think that's worth? Wow. Yeah. I mean, in working condition. Uh, you know what? I tried. I, one day I said, oh, I should hook this up to the TV. What I forgot was that newer TVs, like any TV that wasn't built in like the 80s, yeah. doesn't have the VHF. The UHF, UHF, UHF thing, yeah. The little uh, Y connectors. Uh, <laughs> right. Because that's how it hooked up, you know. So I can't even test it There's to a TV. There's probably an adapter for that now. Pro- probably there is. Yeah. I, it's it's amazing though, because you know you think you have some memorabilia and stuff mm. and some signed stuff, and you're hoping, yeah, you know, you know the box of baseball cards I still have somewhere right. in our crawl space, and one day yeah. something in there is gonna be worth something, but we're all just holding on to a lot of crap. My beta copy of Ski School, <laughs> that's got to be worth something. <laughs> what did I say right from the beginning? About this pandemic. What did I say would happen at the end when it was all said and done? We'd all go back and forget it even happened. I said that. I did say that. Okay. I said something else as well. All right. There was going to be hump fest out there. All right, yes. And I, I've been proven right. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about how the pandemic affected relationships and sex. And uh, we thought mostly it was doom and gloom until now. According to sex experts, many of us are having more sex now than before the pandemic, which is incredible since we haven't fully even emerged from this thing yet. And among couples who survived the pandemic, they say their sex lives are more satisfying now than before. We're pleasuring ourselves more frequently. We're using sex toys more. We've gotten more experimental. (laughs) There are those who say that they're interested in incorporating kinky stuff now. Wow. Oh, yes, sir. It is going to be out of control. (laughs) We open wide on Friday? We will indeed. Our pally, Ted Reader for Holinda's Meats, is on the line. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Uh, it's funny it's talking to Ted and say, you know, when we're getting ready to do the uh, our segments on grilling, you know, say, well, hey, what are you thinking about uh, cooking? And and he said, uh, cauliflower. And then I said, pork chops? And he said, no, cauliflower. And I said, steak? Because, you know, it's rare that we hear Ted say cauliflower right. or vegetable. But, uh, no, Teddy wants to talk cauliflower. What's uh, what's grilling with the cauliflower, Ted? Well, you know, cauliflower is such a great vegetable. And uh, it's fantastic done on the grill. Hmm. And so I've got a, an easy method on how to do it, okay? Mm-hmm. So you take your whole head of cauliflower. And, no, I know you're thinking we should just punt it. <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> thought it crossed my mind. Yeah. I know. I know you were thinking that, but no. So you take that cauliflower and you uh, leave it whole, peel off the leaves. Okay. Okay. Don't trim off the stem. And then uh, rinse it in cold water. 
put it into a bowl, cover it with a piece of plastic, pop it in the microwave for about six to eight minutes. Small heads take about six minutes. Bigger heads take eight to ten, okay? Okay. Nuke it. Pull it out. Take the plastic off. Pull it out of the bowl and put it on a rack and just let it air cool. When you can handle it, just gently, and I mean gently, so guys, don't be like with your fat fingers (laughs) pulling it apart. Just gently um, separate the florets, just pushing, pulling them apart from each other, but not breaking them from the entire head. Mm-hmm. Just kind of giving a little bit of space between all the flowers. Okay. This seems like we're all screw up. Right, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Very, now, it, now it gets easier. Okay. You take a cup of mayonnaise and you put in some spices. I would like to use my Bollywood seasoning, which has got Indian flavors into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Curry powder will work just fine. Barbecue spice will work fine. Fresh herbs and garlic, whatever you want to put into it, okay? Salt, pepper. Mix it up. Spread that mayonnaise all over the head of cauliflower and kind of brush it into the little nooks and crannies so it gets in between, all right? You, okay. had, you had me at mayonnaise. Right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Fire up your grill. And you can do this in a smoker. Um, I like to do it in my Kamado because it adds a little bit of smoke to it. But you can do it in a gas grill. You're going to set your grill at about 350 to 400 degrees. Right? If you've got uh, a little tray, keep the, the cauliflower up a bit. Close the lid and roast it. If you want to throw a chunk of uh, wood or like a, a smoking chips onto your, your burners there, mm-hmm. add a little bit of extra smoke in, go for it. And it's going to roast in there for about 45 minutes. And that's it. Wow. Pull it out. If you want to sprinkle some uh, shredded mozzarella or cheddar cheese or any kind of cheese you want on top of it, you're more than welcome to. Put it back into the smoker or the grill. Close the lid. Let that cheese melt. Pull it out. Serve it up. Call it a day. That's very interesting. So I, the I'm, key is, right? the key okay, is the microwave. Yeah, well, I was just about to ask you about the microwave because that's the, that's the step that kind of confused me. Well, cauliflower, there's there's a bit of moisture in there, but you want to activate that moisture and you want to start the process of the cooking. <clears throat> the microwave gets everything nice and moist. On a grill, a grill is looking for all the moisture. So if you just take a raw head of cauliflower and throw it out in there, it's going to take whatever moisture in that cauliflower, suck it out of the cauliflower and make it nice and hard and dry and crappy. Mm. This way you enhance the moisture. And it's already partially done for you, and now you're just finishing it off and getting real tender, tender, tender cauliflower. It's a great side. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a great side. Could you do this with broccoli as well? A big head Why? of broccoli? Why would you want to do that with broccoli? <laughs> Some people what like broccoli. What broccoli do to you? Some people like broccoli. Why I you got to go ruin broccoli I, now? I, no, I'm, how would you ruin it, Teddy? I just asked a simple question. Broccoli. You know what? I don't What's want... wrong with you? Here's, here's, here's my thinking on all of this. I don't want the ca- cauliflower. Just give me the bucket of mayonnaise and a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to town on that. All right, you Teddy. Could do it. You could do it with, cal- with broccoli. No, um, I'm not interested now. I've lost interest now in you're that. Not. No, now you're done. <laughs> and now here I'm thinking, boy, if you left it the mayonnaise and just did it with butter. Right. Right. Well, the butter's going to give you a lot of fat that's going to come off of the, the cauliflower, and then you're going to get flare-ups and, and uh, burning. So don't do the butter. Gotcha. Okay? All right. Don't put oil on it. 
the mayo becomes uh, becomes bakes on and becomes a little bit of a crust. So you get this creamy crust on the outside of your cauliflower. Mm, it sounds really good. I'm going to try it up. Maybe some with ribs. Yeah, Do give some her ribs a go, on Matt. the side. Yeah, have fun. Trust me. Trust me. It'd be tasty. No, we're on it, Teddy. We trust you with all things, especially when it comes to grilling. People want to talk cauliflower grilling of any sort. How do they get a hold of you, Ted? Well, you're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Come visit us. Have a tasty brisket. Have some burgers. It'd be tasty. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.